Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with, with uh, Scott Eddy, who's a social media entrepreneur and much other things. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Now tell me a bit about your background and why you changed your career from being a stockbroker. You know, it's funny. I didn't actually change my career um, as much as I worked at the firm, worked at this investment banking firm for 10 years, and then one day they came out and said they were going to sell the place. So I resigned, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I I was just sort of puttering around for a few months, and my friend's friend was an expat living in Thailand. And he's like, listen, you're 29, you've never been to Europe, you've never been to Asia, you know, you got something wrong with you, hop on a plane and come over for a visit. So the next day I bought a ticket to Bangkok. Interesting. And how did that turn out? Well, after four days, I ended up canceling my return flight home, calling my mother, telling her to send my things over, and I was never going to come back to the States. And I lived in Europe and Asia for 17 years. Wow, that, that that that's that's a pretty interesting change, seventeen years away. And what do you do in that time? So I didn't do anything the first couple of years I was in Thailand. I was sort of acclimating myself and you know getting to know people and really understanding the the life structure out there as it's so different than being in the states. Um, and then I set up one of the first digital agencies in Southeast Asia, and we were the biggest for five years. We were basically the go-to agency for all the hotels and resorts that were entering the Southeast Asian market for five years when it was really blowing up. And then I sold it, and then I really understood the infrastructure of social media, so I built up my personal brand. And I spent the next probably eight, nine years on that. And how do you keep your personal brand relevant? You know, it's hard because... I'm basically a dinosaur in a millennial world. So I definitely have to work twice as hard as the average 25-year-old. But it's an ongoing thing, you know. I was fortunate enough to be one of the first people to set it up. And now it's just about growing every day, um, you know, really understand what are the new things that are coming out, jumping on the bandwagon early, and, and basically just engaging like crazy and just staying human. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be real in an unreal world, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Cause I, I know when I first started social media, I started off earlier on in Twitter and I got that right away. I never really got Instagram, but now we see how proper that is, but I still don't see a bit of any use to me, but some like right. you, it could be of use because of your traveling abroad a lot. Yeah, I mean, Twitter was how I built my whole brand. You know, I only got on Instagram a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, four years ago, maybe. But Twitter is is really where I'm known from. Yeah, and I, I guess that's probably the uh, the platform that you prefer the most out of all the ones you use. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, because it, it still brings me relevant relationships. It still brings me... Um, you know, it, it gives me an opportunity to meet people around the world and 
it's just conversations. It's not wrapped around a piece of content like you need on Instagram or on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can just talk. And for me, I find Which it easier to share. If you want to share content online, I find it very easier to share it on, on Twitter than on Facebook or, or Instagram because it's easier to get people to look at it. It's shared more easily. Yeah, it's definitely an easy sharing platform. Um, I really wish that I, I personally think that, that Google should should buy Twitter. I know there's been speculations for many years. I just think it's a natural fit considering how Google and search and news is so relevant on Google and then sharing news is so relevant on Twitter. I just think it's a marriage that needs to be that needs to happen. Well I guess since Google tried Google Plus as against Facebook, that didn't work. Maybe this could be yeah. the thing they got left to do is just buy the buy Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would make sense to me. Because I, yeah. I don't know all the intricacies behind doing something like that, but I mean, it, it seems like it would be logical. Well, the moment don't you competitors online for sharing uh, news or data to me is Twitter or Facebook, and the fact that yeah, Facebook owns, the fact that Facebook actually own um, they own Instagram and they also own WhatsApp. The only one left in the game that's independently owned or not owned by any big company is Twitter. And I yeah, think correct. you're right, he's an actual fit for that because right now, what a girl got left in that space, nothing. Yeah. 100%. And, if, and if you're to go and build a brand from scratch and set up a thumb from scratch, no matter how much money you've got, you can't do it overnight. Whereas with Twitter, you just go in and buy it. Or something like Snapchat, you go in and buy that and then suddenly you've got the... You've got, Oh, where do you got the file? We've got the users. You got a brand everyone knows. Correct. Because when they when they did Google Plus, I remember that, and I I I actually joined it, but I didn't think it was going to do very very well. I thought I don't see what's going to, what's going to do very well about it. And the end, it it didn't, and it's been dropped because it it was a bad mistake that Google made. Yeah, yeah, agree. And also with Snapchat, I'm surprised that uh. That, that they're still not been bought either yet. I know Facebook tried to buy them before and they were told no. Just surprised it's, it's still out there. I, I I just still don't understand that. I mean, how could they walk away from $3 billion? It, it just, I don't know. And then, and then Zuckerberg just made them irrelevant. They're still relevant, but he definitely gave them a huge hit overnight with Instagram stories. And he just, you know, not Facebook stories. I mean, now there's just no way they're ever going to catch up. Yeah, what's scary to me is we look at social media, for example, the biggest online platform at the moment for searching is actually Facebook. And 10 years ago, you wouldn't think that, but that's done. That's, that's the way it is. And after that, you might say, if you're checking for latest news on the latest breaking story, you'd probably go to Twitter or anything else. So I still don't see why, as you said before, uh, Google hasn't bought it. It's just as Natural fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Now, as an entrepreneur, what advice can you give other entrepreneurs about using social media? You know, the funny thing is, is, is when people are starting up, they engross themselves so much into what they're building that they forget that they're going to need an audience for what they're building. Yeah. So they need to carve out time to start to build an audience for the company, which in my opinion, they should actually start to build an audience for their personal brand yeah. because your personal brand is so relevant when you're an entrepreneur. And, 
know, you gotta, you gotta find that your, your brand personality and you have to just, just dip your toe in and just do a little bit more every day. But it, it's, it's funny because I get emails and messages and calls from entrepreneurs, startup people all around the world. And they're like, Hey, I just built my company and everything's ready to go. Um, now we just need an audience. And I'm like, why do you wait to last to do that? It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because I know when I started off what I'm doing now, I did, I decided I'm going to brand myself as tech doctor and have my own brand for my name. So I spell time committing that brand. And then about three years ago, I got that kind of verified. I'm a personal account and verified. I don't care about that. But to me, it's all about a brand. If you brand yourself properly, people will understand you more because of that. Correct. And they will get you. Correct. For me, they get me because I'm a brand. So whenever I go somewhere, I'm known as, as a doctor. People know me for, for that more than anything else. And I make sure I keep it very so that it's like basically if you're Batman and Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, when he's not when he's not Batman, he's got his own persona and that's it. And when he's Batman, he's somebody else. So I'm like that. So when I'm not working as a journalist, I'm just Ron Leonard. And when I, when I am a I'm a tech doctor and I've got two different brands. And I try and make sure that when I'm using social media, uh, I use differently according to what, to what brand I am. Even my personal self, I, I do things I wouldn't do on my, uh, on my own brand and vice versa. Mm-hmm. you got to make sure that people know that basically the brand isn't you and you're not the brand, you're somebody else. Distinct, distinct possibilities. They won't think that because I'm the brand, that's me. That's not me, that's something else. And when, you, when you're Very business, true. as you were saying, like when you, when, like for you yourself, again, too, when you're on, on, on your downtime, you're not going to be the same person you are when you're on your, when you're working. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna break different. That's that's our thing. And when you got a brand, you gotta know when you're the brand, where you're not the brand. And you, and when you're the brand, you live like a brand. Where you're not your brand, you live like yourself privately and personally, without anything to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I know for a fact. I know that <clears throat> it's, it it took you quite a while to build up your brand, but now your brand is so well known. I think that you uh, you you're actually thinking. Uh, what would you next with the brand? Yeah, well, I just signed a contract. I just signed a deal with a uh, studio, a TV studio. And, and I'm going to be the TV host for a new battle show that's coming out on Lifetime Television here in the U.S. Yeah. It's going to be a nationally syndicated show it's called Video Globe Shutter. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I can see maybe getting more into the TV area as well, more into the media area. Yeah, it's it's a natural progression. Um, there's also some books that are coming out probably later this year, early next year. Um, but yeah, a lot of those type of things. Because yeah, I guess uh, when you build your brand after a while, you realize you've taken it so far, but you want to pivot to another another area. So you've done that with the, with the media and the books and the TV. So I guess that uh, there's, there's other things you haven't done you might do soon as well. Yeah, most likely. Yeah and, also, yeah, and also you travel a lot around the world. Where are your favorite place to visit? For me, my favorite place on the planet is Thailand, specifically Bangkok. You know, I lived there for 11 years. For me, it's like home. I, I just absolutely love the country. I love the people. I love the food. Everything about it. I haven't been there, but I heard it's very, very nice. 
Yeah, it's just the most incredibly warm people you've ever met in your life, and that makes all the difference in the world with where you're at. Yeah, I guess, and the thing for me is, uh, I guess, because uh, it's such a long uh, way, way to fly to, I guess you really got to be committed to going there as well because of that journey. Yeah, 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 especially from here, from the States, you know. Yeah, and uh, I guess you go back to probably every, every year. Uh, I, I definitely, so I'd like to go back to Thailand for some years where I go back two or three times and there's some years when I don't, Yeah. but I definitely I go to Asia every year, many times, uh, like, uh, on Sunday I go to Croatia for a week and then I come back for two days and then I go to the Philippines for two weeks. That's nice. I guess the thing for you is it must be difficult having to do all that traveling and getting used to it. No, I, I mean, now, now I'm, I'm pretty acclimated to to doing it you know i mean a lot of people take on too much stress going to the airport and traveling and this and that and and for me it's just like they haven't set up their their mindset properly to travel yeah you know they're they're going to the airport late they're 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 packing at you know the last minute so they're forgetting things they just it's being unprepared yeah, you know, I, most people bring on stress yeah. by themselves. Therefore, they can eliminate it by themselves. Yeah, because I know that when I was younger, I traveled a lot around the world, and I never really got any jet lag. So um, people tell me to get jet lag. I'm going, well, what is that? I, don't, I haven't, I haven't yeah. never got that. I've been traveling. I've traveled to South America, to Asia, all over Europe, and I'm thinking Africa. So I never got jet lag in my life. But people get it. I said, I, I think it's a, it's a state of mind as well at times. Yeah, I pretty much feel feel good when when I'm traveling places. Even I can go to Asia, I can land and then be at my feet and go right away. Yeah, well, when I was about fourteen and a half, I I flew to uh, I spent about six weeks in Japan, and I flew from the UK and the uh, UK, and I didn't find any problems at all when I got there. I didn't feel jet lag or anything else. I just slotted right in. But I know guys who who flew there said oh, I had to get over jet lag. I says what jet lag. I didn't have any. I just got right. used to it because, I guess, as a young age, I've been flying for for a lot of my younger life. So because of that, I get used to flying. And if you right. to, if you used to flying like you are, obviously it's going to be easier to handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, you also do digital consulting, brand ambassadorship, and corporate training, public speaking. Which one of these do you love the most? You know. Um I, I, I'd probably say the speaking part only because it gets me in front of more people. Therefore, I get to meet more people. Yeah. For me, at the end of the day, the only thing I use social media for is it's just a tool. Yeah. It's a tool that allows me to travel the world and really maximize meeting as many people as I possibly can. Yeah. For me, it's all about human connections. The real world is just as important to me as the digital world. Yeah. Yeah, because I know when I started doing what I'm doing, I just thought, oh, I'm happy to basically just write in the background, do that. And then after a while, I was told, when to do interviews, start doing that. I love doing that, so I want to get more into that. Start doing podcasts. Then in the past year, I've started doing more public speaking. And I've co-hosted a radio show in America as well. So I'm doing a lot of things that I wouldn't have thought I'd be doing. But I love the speaking bit more so now than anything else. It's the most fun, traveling and meeting people, as you said. Yeah, it's the best. And you never know who you're going to meet. Each time you do, you do, you don't know who you're going to meet. But it's great to go when you, before you go, you tell your talk to Gordon 
people you think you're going to meet at, at the event you're going to. And that's one thing that I really, really enjoy. I thought I wouldn't enjoy that, but I'm loving that more so now. As I guess you are too as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's next for you on your agenda? Well, we, we start filming for this TV show in June, July, and it starts to air in the fall. So my old brand is sort of going to conform and sort of mold around the TV show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's... It's hard, it's hard to say because I don't know how much time this TV show is going to take up. Is it going to take up a week a month or two weeks a month or three weeks a month? And then I'm still going to do things on the side. It's just, I have to sort of, you know, for me, I, my mindset is like this. I think of my personal brand as a startup and I always will. I have to be very fluid with my thinking. I have to be able to pivot overnight and I have to be able to change directions very quickly. So, you know, this digital world changes overnight and it goes a thousand miles an hour every single day. So I live that way. Yeah. I so I don't really have 12 month plans, three year plans, you know, five year uh, goals because it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, TV, books, more speaking, more this, more of everything, but you kind of sort of need to, you need to leave your options open, you know? Yeah, and I guess basically, if you always live and think as a startup, it's easy to adapt to what, to what's going to change around you. Correct, correct. As opposed to these these huge Fortune 500 companies where you need 150 approvals, um, and everybody's voting on this and voting on that, and it takes three years just to make a decision. And by that, the three years, that decision is irrelevant. Yeah, because I've seen companies that have done that. They've spent time talking about something, then by the time they're ready to, to go with it, the cost has ballooned so much because of, of their Correct. inaction. Correct. Yeah, like at the moment Correct. in Ireland, we have a big problem here with, uh, we're trying to bring in a national broadband infrastructure in Ireland for places that don't have broadband. And at first it was going to cost half a billion euro to do this. Now it's going to cost near three billion euros. And we've been 10 years yeah. talking about this. Yeah, there you go. And a it's perfect a, example. Yeah, and that's government bureaucracy. And then uh, it's worse when you get governments involved because you get civil servants and other, other people involved and they don't know the area that well. Well, they're happy because if that's a private company doing this kind of kind of project, it'll be shut down because of the costs. But when it's public money being used, nobody really cares. Yep. Because the, their view is unlimited budget. Yep, absolutely. And I guess you've probably seen that as well. Over the years, when you've seen things like that happen, as you mentioned, and and to me, as as you've always adopted and changed, you've actually managed to evolve, manage to avoid a lot of these pitfalls of that happening. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I know that uh, because uh, w- when you started your brand, you slowly grew, and then you knew, okay, I've done this, but I've got to adapt and change to what's going on around me. So you've done that, and you think, okay, now Instagram is becoming something big. Maybe you should start using that. And maybe Facebook stories, you've always managed to do that, but you've always kept it your core principle. You never lost the fact that Twitter has kind of got you where you are. And that will still, always still be important to you. But the others are as good to you have as well. Absolutely. And Twitter is still very relevant, and I still say very active on Twitter on a daily basis. Yeah. Seven days a week. It's, it's still very, very important to me. Yeah, well, to me, Twitter is the one thing that I, that I know that can use that. And the good thing with Twitter is, you can use it and not give away too much about who you really are because when you're on Facebook, you've got to fill in your profile and everything else 
and that tells them who you, everything about you, whereas on Twitter, you just tell them what you think they need to know, and that's it. So if you've got a brand yep. name, you can just, you can just only put a dragon towards the brand. So no one's going to know, actually, you might not know your real name, your real address, where you live, what you do. All they will see in there is what relates to your brand and nothing else. So if you've got a private life, no one knows about it because it won't be shown on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, when it comes to like a data breach, for example, you know there's a lot of information that's going to be taken from that that could be used against you. Or in other platforms like Facebook, for example, there's more chance of that being used because you see a lot of websites now when you when you uh, log into them, they ask you to log in with yeah. your social media uh, platform uh, details like LinkedIn or or yeah. Facebook. Hundred percent. Anything else you want to add to the podcast? Uh, no, I think that's about, that about covers it. Yeah. Well, that's great, Scott. Have a great day. Thanks for taking the time to uh, chat to us, and good luck with your TV show. And hopefully we get you to over, over to Europe in the next couple of years. Thanks so much, Ronnie. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, bye.